0: Hi, I'm Mark, and I'm
1: Katie, and welcome to Life in the Mundane,
0: the podcast that is not afraid to tackle the difficult topics in marriage and parenting from a biblical perspective in hopes of encouraging you to make the most of little moments in these important relationships.
1: Join us each week as we share advice from our unique perspective as second-generation homeschoolers who got married young, had six kids in nine years, and have been through many ups and downs over the last 13 years of marriage.
0: We know that navigating these relationships is not easy. But we also know that if God has called you to it, He will equip you for it. Hi, and welcome to the podcast. Hey, guys. So, this week we were thinking we'd talk about how to teach your children how to be in God's word, how to study God's word.
1: Yeah, how to read it, how to study it, how to memorize it, really figuring out how to encourage them in their walk and even how to instruct them in these things, you know, because the thing is, is that I think most of us know that reading God's word is important and we want to pass that on to our kids. But you know, why, why are some of the reasons that it's important?
0: Um, Well, the reasons it's important is one, this is the only inspired word we have from God. This is the direct communication that we have, the inspired word of God of it's his instructions. It's how we're supposed to live.
1: It's super important to read God's word because he commands us to read his word and he commands us to, to teach our kids his word. But the thing is, is we have to be aware that with anything is spiritual at all, whether it's trying to grow in your prayer life, trying to try and grow in your walk with the Lord, in reading the scriptures, any of those things, we have an opposition. Um, we, Satan is, does not want to you to have that time in the word. And he is going to try to detour you as much as possible. He's going to try to make you think that what you're doing with your kids is not really working, that they're too young, or they can't understand. He's going to make you doubt yourself. But the truth is we have to keep the, the mission that God has given to us at the forefront of our minds that we have to um, to share these truths with our kids, that we have to train them up in the way they should go. And so the best way that you can do this before we get into kind of you know several of our um, our antidotes and our ideas for how you can do this practically, the best thing as always is to pray about it.
0: Yes. Always begin with prayer. Prayer, again, it's that its that other side of the, the Bible is the direct communication of God's word that we have. Prayer is our direct access with uh, uh, interacting with God.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: So first thing we're going to talk about is reading it. So first thing that we recommend doing with teaching your kids how to read the Bible is to read the Bible in front of them. Yeah, you um,
1: really want to model that for your kids
0: yeah and that is and that is personal devotions in front of them that is reading the Bible as a family in front of them that is I mean that is when you have a question in life open up your Bible and look it up
1: yeah absolutely something Mark brought up that was a really good point when we were talking about this episode was being aware of what you are reading from
0: yes um it was really interesting Katie got an iPad for Christmas and uh, she was doing her devotions on her Bible app and one of the kids kept Uh, talking to her about something. and I said, hey, hey, mom's doing her devotions. And the kid looked at me and says, oh, I thought she was just playing on her iPad. So that visual perception that they have of what you're doing is there. And sometimes while the tablet or the iPad's very, very convenient, we like to use that. Sometimes pulling out that physical Bible so that they can see even without talking to you that you're reading God's word.
1: Yeah. So it's not to say you can't use those apps. We absolutely are thankful for those have been a lifesaver many times, but just don't forget to use your physical Bible in front of your kids. Or if you are reading your Bible on your tablet or your phone, maybe even just letting them know like, Hey guys, mommy's reading God's word right now on her phone. Like, you know, just, just giving them that heads up and helping them to see that importance that it holds in your life. Also, don't get discouraged when reading to your kids. I see this so many times when I talk to families about family worship or just trying to read read with your kids in the Bible. They get really discouraged because their kids are wiggling or they feel like they're not listening. And the truth we've is, we, we experience this too. We experience this on a daily basis. I saying,
0: uh, Katie said we've had people talk to us, but this has been a struggle for us.
1: Yes, but I think the thing is, one, they grasp a whole lot more than you realize.
0: Absolutely.
1: And then the other thing is, is to remember that we're not responsible for how they absorb it or, um, or for making sure they understand everything. We are called to obey God's calling of teaching our kids these things and the Holy Spirit does the rest. And so just be encouraged, keep pressing on. If this is something you're doing and it's a struggle, just continue to press on a little bit at a time each and every day, and you will see growth in your kids. Um, But it will be because of God, not because of your perfect system or you used all the right tools and
0: tips. Oh, and really with that, sometimes it is, if it's only five minutes, if you have to start with only five minutes, that's okay. I mean, it got to the point where when we were really struggling, especially when our oldest four were really little, that five minutes was trying to keep a consistent time of reading Mm -hmm. it with them even if it wasn't super long and building that habit slowly over time.
1: Or sometimes if there's a lot you want to get to, but you don't feel like your kids have the attention span for it, you can even start with five minutes in the morning at breakfast and five minutes at lunch and five minutes at dinner. And you can actually cover quite a few things. So like if you want to do some scripture memory, maybe do that after breakfast. Mm -hmm. If you want to do reading the Bible, you know, at lunch and then you want to do catechism questions or something at dinner. So you can kind of spread it out too is really important. But a big thing too is while we want to model this concept, and that's super important, we also need to be making sure that we are making it accessible to our kids um, so that they can read the word for themselves.
0: So we actually have several struggling readers, one of which is severely dyslexic, and reading is very difficult for him. And so first off, uh, there's audio Bibles. A lot of the free Bible apps have a free audio version included in it and it'll just read it to you um make sure your kids have access to a physical bible um Mm -hmm. don't just keep them up on the shelves and sometimes it's one of those get don't give your nice leather bound study bible to them (laughs) but find something that if it gets torn it's not the end of the world as our as our older kids started needing a little bit more resources, we got then the ESV student Bible, which is a more summarized and broken down version of the ESV study Bible for junior high and high school students.
1: Yeah. And we'll talk more about that here in a second when we talk about studying God's word. Um, Another thing that really helped our kids making reading the Bible a little easier for them was um, providing Bible tabs. So these are just tabs that you can add into any Bible. They're sticky tabs. Um, they're a little bit of a pain, I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> to install. Yeah. But um, but it helps to label where the different books of the Bible are so they can quickly look at it and say, Oh, here's the book of Ruth and flip it open. Um, I know that's been really helpful for our kids when it comes to finding scriptures easily. Um, and they don't like before they were getting frustrated before they even got to the text. So making those things easier practicing like Bible drills, practicing like finding scripture, teaching them how to find scripture. What's the difference between the chapter numbers and the verse numbers, teaching them those skills helps to um, navigate the Bible so they can find the verses that they're looking for. They can know where they are. Um, Those things are really, really big. Also, if you're reading with your kids or even if they're reading themselves, a big thing is um, that I always recommend is to start with stories. So we always like to start with like the Gospels or sometimes Genesis to start with your kids because kids' minds automatically think in story form. (laughs) They love stories. They tell lots of stories. So oftentimes if you're having trouble um, figuring out where to start with your kids, that can be a really good place to start. Ruth um, and Esther.
0: Judges. uh, Judges. You'd start with Judges? No, not start, but it's story format pretty brutal story (laughs) well okay but that that's very important thing right there is uh we'd also don't want to censor the bible (laughs) there are some very brutal there's there's violence there's rape there's i mean there's some very brutal things in the bible and while we don't need to dwell on them especially with young kids it still is in god's word
1: yeah i guess so so maybe you should start with judges (laughs) Oh my goodness! Anyways, he's he's got a point, guys. Um, a big thing about before we move on to how to study the Bible is I know that children's Bibles are a big thing. People think that um, little kids need to start with a children's Bible with a storybook Bible. Um, we are not against utilizing those as a resource, but I do want to just give a, a word of caution to be careful to always refer to it as you know as a story Bible versus an actual Bible you know, the, the actual Bible is um, inspired by God, It is without any fault, and um, without any human error to it. That is not the case for these story Bibles. Actually, many of them have quite a few errors within them. Um, And we need to make sure kids know the difference between the two. And also, In my experience, a lot of times those can tend to replace scripture for kids, and that's something we really want to avoid. So I don't think it's wrong. I will put links in the show notes to some of our favorite um, story Bibles that we've used before, but we always utilize it as a tool alongside scripture. Um, We don't ever want it to replace scripture, if that makes sense.
0: So let's move on to studying. First off, is there a difference between reading and studying the Bible? Yes. Yes. I would say definitely yes. Um, think about it this way. You're studying or you're, you've you got a test coming up and it's a, over something that's very complex. Do you just read over the portion of the book or do you pour over the portion of the book, taking notes on important facts, memorizing certain facts? The difference between reading and studying. Reading is good. It's good to just get in the word and read it. But to truly understand and know what is involved in the Bible um, takes more than just a cursory look.
1: Yeah, I definitely really like the book uh, Women in the Word. It really teaches uh, women how to dig in to God's word, how to to look through it, how to understand the context and the history and the author and who it's speaking to. But there are a lot of resources out there. But I think it's important to separate those things and to teach our kids that those are separate because I think sometimes we can get really bogged down when we're trying to study every day. We don't study the Bible every day. We read every day. And then we try to set aside decent chunks of time throughout the week to actually study Yes. Um, or maybe different times in the day where we study with the kids versus reading. So we'll a lot of times do a little more study in our school time. Um, and we'll do more reading in our devotions time. Just teaching your kids that can be really important and modeling the difference for them. I think also it's important when we talk about studying the Bible, when your kids come to you and ask you questions about life, about God, about scripture, about how they should live, we should always be pointing them back to the Bible and this can be hard.
0: Yes, this is going to be very hard. Our temptation with with this and really in our own lives is to cherry pick verses. Mm-hmm. And while while taking just a verse can be helpful, it's very easy to take a verse and apply it incorrectly if you are not using it in context with the whole of scripture. But if you aren't studying the whole of scripture, you don't know it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very easy to take a, a simple phrase pull it out of context and not even realize it. Sometimes pulling out of context is not even just what does this passage say? Like not just a verse, but the passage. It's hold on. How does this compare to what is being said in this book over here of the Bible or in this book of the Bible over here? Because the Bible interprets itself. Mm -hmm.
1: Absolutely. So taking the opportunity to take your kids when they ask a question, don't be so quick to feel like you have to give them an immediate quick pre-chewed answer, especially as they get older, start to teach them how to find that information themselves and do it together. Don't just be like, well, look at the Bible, (laughs) walk them through it, model it with them. How do I find this information? How do I find out you know, what the roles of men and women are? How do I find out what it means when God talks about our heart and what's going on inside of our heart and really walking them through it? Oh, we've had this before where our kids have had a question and we're like, okay, we're going to take a Sunday afternoon and we're going to dig into the God's word on this. Sometimes it's been longer than that. And it's like, Hey, maybe over the next several weeks, we're going to sit down and look at a study of angels or whatever questions they're asking.
0: Yeah. Well, and angels was one, we had one, one of our sons was very, He's like, I want to know more about angels and so we got we found some articles written by people that we trust on this we went into the scriptures to study them and it ended up being a very uh, engaging study for me and my son
1: so i think the other thing too is remembering when we are studying scripture that we're always pointing them to what does the scripture teach us about god The world tells you that you should read scripture to see, like, how can I apply this to my life today? And yes, absolutely, scripture is relevant to our life today. And absolutely, there's application there. But we have to understand that we are not the subject of the Bible.
0: (laughs) No, uh, God is the subject. The Bible teaches us about God, not about
1: us. And even when it teaches us about us, it's how we should react in response to what God has done or how we should react into, you know, with God, what God has commanded. Like it all comes back to God. And so starting to model that and teach that to your kids can be really hard, but it's super important. And don't be afraid if you don't know the answer. I know we're, we're saying a lot of things about like if your kids come to you with questions. I know I'm, I'm making it sound easier than it actually is. It can be really overwhelming when your kids ask you a question that you have no idea how to answer.
0: Oh, I, the the study I mentioned a minute ago about the angels. I had to call our pastor and say, "Hey, what resources can I do on this? I, I know of, I know of the angel. I know of the references in Revelation. I know of the angels coming to Mary, and I know of the angel uh, when in the Garden of Eden guarding the Garden of Eden. But I there know more. there's <laughs> more than that. But this is what I can think of off the top of my head.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so you can um, you know, tell your kids, you know, that's a great question. I don't know, but let's find out together. And the let's finding out together is reading God's word. The let's finding out together is going to trusted resources and going to trusted counsel like your pastors or, you know, elders in your church or things like that. So show them that it's okay to wrestle with concepts that this idea that like, Oh, you have to take everything at face value. And it's all good. They're, your kids are going to understand it so much better if they wrestle and they study through many of these things. So how can we make it accessible to our kids?
0: Well, make uh, it's one of those, again, we've already talked about making accessible for reading it. Make sure they've got the Bibles that they can get to, whether it be an audio Bible or just actual Bibles. Um, teaching them how to use a concordance. If you don't have a cord- concordance, maybe consider getting a concordance. Can you explain what that is for people who don't know? So a concordance is really, it's, uh, you can look up different topics within the Bible and it will give you relevant passages and and then you can cross-reference those passages with other similar passages to help get a more full view but that leads into cross-referencing i grew up in a very solid church with very good teaching and until recently i didn't know how to cross-reference
1: yeah <laughs> so this is something we grew up doing a lot um cross-referencing if it depends on how your bible is laid out but many study Bibles um, will have small numbers, um, not the verse numbers, but small numbers. Either in the middle
0: or off to one side of the page.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it'll say, okay, well, this has got a two next to it. And then you go over to the two and it will have other references. And so the idea here is that there is something similar in this verse to these other passages that are noted in the middle or to the side. And so you can look up All of those verses that it shares, and it'll give you other instances where maybe Paul said something similar, or where Jesus commands something similar, or where it's talking about the same kind of thing, and it really helps to give you context. It's not always going to be relevant to what you're studying because it may be noting a certain part of a verse and you're looking at the other part, but it is important to get kind of that bigger picture, and it's a really easy tool that many kids do not know how to use. Another one is study notes, many great study Bibles. We love that ESV student Bible. Um, have fantastic study notes, and they can really help. It's important to teach your kids again, just like with the children's Bibles. The study notes are not infallible scripture.
0: <laughs> no, they are not. They They're are written man's by man. Interpretation.
1: Yeah, there there is error capable there, but teaching them how to utilize that. Um, how to check those things. And then, like I said, with the ESV student Bible, we love a fact it includes maps of like what the temple looked like. And it has little notes about different people in, um, in the Bible and giving you a little bit more information about their background, um, what the themes of the chapters are and things like that. Um, or the books of the Bible, excuse me. Another thing too, is, you know, potentially utilizing Bible study tools. We like, um, we've used several, we haven't used all, but we've used several from not consumed ministries, I'll link some of our favorites in the show notes. Um, They have ones for elementary, for middle school, and for high school age kids. Um, And they're ones that you can do all as a family, even if you have people of different levels. So that can be really fun to walk through a study together. But that also brings us to memorizing God's Word. It's great to read it. It's great to study it. But it's also really important to hide it in our hearts.
0: Yes, it is so important to hide it in our hearts. And its uh, I'm actually going to start out with a verse on hiding it in our heart and that is Psalm 119, verse 11. Um, And I have stored your word in my heart, that I might not sin against you. If uh, this is, this is shown when Jesus is tempted by Satan right after he's fasted for 40 days. When Satan tempted him, Jesus answered with scripture. It's one of those, I have hidden your word in my heart. I know your words that when I'm tempted, when I'm encounter a trial in life i can respond with what you've said in your word
1: and we talk a lot on this podcast and in our videos and all the things about you know separating those truths from those lies Well, those truths come from God's word. And so memorizing those truths and modeling for your kids, how to utilize that, not just how to memorize or that you should memorize, but modeling for them, that idea of being like, okay, I can identify a lie that you're struggling with. And then here is a memory verse we can memorize together to help you that truth. When you can't, when you feel like you're overwhelmed with this lie we can memorize this truth together so that it can just pop into your head just as easily as the lie does.
0: So add it to something like your family worship time, or if you're homeschooling, maybe your morning basket routine, but put it with something that you're doing together regularly, preferably something that already does include something with the Bible.
1: Mm -hmm. And even doing it in the car when you're on the way places. I know people who will, they'll introduce a passage and they'll talk about it and they'll practice it in the mornings but then they'll like individually quiz the kids in the car or things like that. Another thing is to show them again, how scripture can help you in life. So uh, we've talked about this before when we did our episode on um, anxiety and depression. We have a two part series on that and I'll link that in the show notes. But um, we talked about how one of our kiddos in particular really struggles with anxiety. And there was one day she was having a severe panic attack and Mark was able to, after he got her to calm down, was able to able to talk her through how scripture memory could be helpful.
0: Yes, and so we we sat down, and, and this actually happened to be in the middle of church. She was having a panic attack, and we were we were sitting down talking about truths about God, just trying to help calm her down, help try to get her to a spot that she could she could just function slightly. and And I pulled up Psalm twenty three, and we started going into it verse by verse. And I started explaining what each of the verses meant because she was really struggling with fear at that moment, mm-hmm. and. Oh ever since then, it's she's learned, she's memorized it, she's learned it. When she's afraid, when she's having trouble with anxiety, she'll sit there and recite that verse to herself.
1: Yeah, and it's something we actually adapted as a family to, um, not adapted, we adopted it as a family, as a verse to memorize for our morning menu time. And so we've been going through it and memorizing Psalm 23. Now all my kids, even my little ones, can say it by memory. But what's neat is it's not just memorizing it, but it's connecting it to that concept of, when I am afraid, I can think of Psalms 23 when, you know, and attaching it to like, when we have these emotions, when we have these fears, when we have these lies told to us, we can pull up these scriptures in our memory so fast, faster than we can even get to a Bible. And we can have those truths right there and teaching your kids and modeling for them, even yourself. of being like, man, I'm struggling with this, but I'm remembering this verse right now can be really, really helpful. But we also want to make it accessible. Um, And we've done that through a wide variation of things. One thing we've done is using scripture memory songs. We do enjoy Seeds Family Worship. Not all of their verses or not all of their songs are um, word for word, but most of them are word for word verses. And you can find their music on YouTube completely for free. We've also used Steve Green's Hide Them In Your Heart songs as well. But songs really get stuck in your head
0: like really easily (laughs) yes um and so we've even done some of those like at night when our young ones are going to bed they'll listen Mm -hmm. to some of the calmer some of the seeds family worship songs they're great but they're like really more
1: energized more energized (laughs) but
0: the steve green songs are a nice calming Mm -hmm. uh something to go to bed to our younger ones have songs memorized that they go to bed to yeah practice 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 it daily with your kids
1: and make sure to like carve out that time, show them that it's important to carve out that time. We, we haven't been as consistent with that. Like we're doing our morning menu stuff, but our stuff outside of that, we haven't been as consistent with recently. And we need to get back to that habit of like adding that into like, in with devotions or after lunch or something. Um, and then another thing is because we have struggling readers, Um, we have really had fun utilizing pictures or hand motions to help them. So when they're little, we use a lot of hand motions. We will look up sign language signs, um, for, for the kids. And we will, whether it's actual, whether it's actual sign language or whether it's just a hand motion and we give one for, you know, every significant word, we don't do one for every and or the kind of thing, but for every significant word. And that really helps our kids to memorize it. But as my kids have gotten a little older, they don't appreciate the hand motions as much. Some of them do, but They're especially the, cool for them. the older boys are kind of like, okay, mom. Um, but there is still that struggle with reading. And so because of that, I've started using pictures. And I've put any of the ones we've done, I have put up on my website at lifethemundane.com So you guys can check that out if you want. You're welcome to download any of those. But you can do this yourself. I use a free program called Canva. And again, I'll put that in the show notes and you can pull in different pictures to go along with different verses. It can be really helpful to give your kids kind of a visual to follow along with the verse and to attach that phrase with that picture. Another thing though, is that every year, every summer, I do a Bible memory challenge for a channel. Um, So we're not quite there yet, but we'll be getting there very, very soon. And um, in honor of that challenge, I think it was two years ago, I made a video on ideas, like I think it was 10 specific ideas of how you can memorize the Bible with your kids. So if you want to dive a little deeper into this topic, you want to learn a little bit more about how to do hands-on activities and ways that you can memorize God's Word, I will again link that in the show notes and you guys can check that out.
0: So we really want to close you out with just the importance again of studying the word and so i'm going to read deuteronomy 11 19 you shall teach them to your children and the them here is the scriptures or the law of the lord so you shall teach them to your children talking of them when you are sitting in your house when you are walking by the way and when you lie down and when you rise say so this is very similar to psalm 1 about yes. blessed is the man who's uh, does not walk in the path of the wicked or stand in the path the sinners or sit in the seat of the scornful because his delight is in the law of the Lord. It's one of those, the walking, sitting, standing. It's in everything you do, whether it's resting or moving, teach to your children, delight in the law of the Lord.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And before we officially close out our podcast episode, we wanted to thank you guys so much for listening to the season thus far. We actually are going to soon be wrapping up our first season of the podcast it is such a blessing that this has happened because there's been a lot of behind the scenes technical problems and uh, just a lot of struggles getting this podcast out there. We definitely feel that spiritual warfare there, but we felt like God was calling us to do that. And we have really appreciated you guys' patience with us and support. Um, however, for our last episode, um, which isn't for a couple more weeks, you guys still have a couple more weeks, but um, for our very last episode, we would love to do a Q&A. So we, if you have any questions for biblical marriage or parenting that you would like for us to tackle and talk about um, please send them to life mundane at gmail.com or send them to uh, my instagram feed um, and you can find us at life The mundane there and i would love to have your questions um, to be able for us to discuss for our very last episode like i said we have a couple more weeks a couple more things to talk about before we're done and then we'll take a break for a few months and we'll be back before you know it we'll talk to you guys next time
0: all right bye
1: bye Thanks again for listening. If you found this helpful, we would love for you to share the podcast and leave a review as it helps spread the word so that hopefully more families can be encouraged to make the most of the little moments in their marriage and parenting. Talk to you again next week. Bye.